You are listening to The Modern Mormon, episode number two. Hey there, I'm Cami Satterley, and I'm The Modern Mormon. I'm an advanced certified life coach who's dropped the all-or-nothing approach to life and religion. I can't wait to show you how. I've got you, girl. Let's go. Hey, all you beautiful souls. So today I'm going to talk about consumption. And anytime that we are consuming, it is because we are sort of buffering. We're trying to get rid of an emotion that we currently feel. So if that is an urge to eat, you know, we overeat, an urge to not be bored, then we go and watch Netflix, that type of thing, okay? So when you consume things that numb your true self or fill some sort of internal void, uh, trying to just cover up those feelings, those negative feelings we're currently feeling, you're also numbing your prefrontal cortex. So that is the front part of your brain. That's the decision maker. That's the one that has you in line with who you truly are. That is the one that makes the good decisions in life, right? This is also the part of the brain that has a desire for growth or becoming better or improving in certain areas. So I used to defend my consumption areas with this thought, everything in moderation. Um, It just sounded pleasant. It justified my behavior and it made me feel better about the choices I was making. It sounded so mature, I guess, in my head is what it did. And it sounded like basically I, I had my stuff together. It was basically saying, because I don't do this often, I'm okay to do it sometimes. It's not that I don't actually believe that, because I do believe some things in moderation are okay, but I lived into this thought. I used it as a mask, like a shield to justify my behaviors. I didn't actually like agree with what I was doing necessarily. I just didn't want to feel the shame of it. But once I dropped the shame, I was able to look at my behavior from a non- judgmental point of view. So do I actually want to be a person that does this? I started to ask myself those questions. Some of the answers were yes, for the time being. It's not my goal at the time to necessarily focus on some of these. I didn't consider them wrong. Um, And a lot of times looking at it, I was like, no, I do want this in this time of my life. Like drinking coffee when I had little kids at home, I was like, I I'm going to be doing this and I don't feel that it's wrong and I'm totally cool with it. I need this pick-me-up. I'm dying here. When I started to truly question some of these decisions was when I started to view my future self. Um, My future self was not a person that drank coffee. So these things I knew one day would be goals of mine to quit, but at the time was just not a goal I wanted to focus on. The reason my future self did not want to see me doing that behavior or drinking coffee is because I don't like the idea that I need to rely on it. I don't like the idea that my body needs it for energy or digestion. It's basically just something habitual that I do every morning. I would love to get my body to a place that it does not need any of that, but that would take focus and time and figuring out my gut health and why I'm not energized. Am I getting enough sleep? Am I doing all those things? And at the time, and when I say at the time, I'm talking about years ago when I thought about this and I currently still drink coffee. So uh, obviously it's still not a goal of mine yet, but I had these type of thoughts. Now I'm not the type of person who would quit coffee to be a better Mormon. This is what I teach in my all or nothing program, but I did not want to quit coffee just because of that, so that I could have some sort of like, now I'm a better Mormon. Um, 
and then have to have the same problems of, oh, well, now I don't have energy. So then I would go pound Diet Coke or energy drinks. Zero judgment if that's something you do or have done. Everyone's on their own journey. But I realized that it's not an all or nothing mindset. I just knew that when I quit coffee, it's because my desire to be healthier and not because of something or coming from a place that I need to be a better Mormon. So the areas in life that we're avoiding, that we're buffering, these are the areas we're trying to numb away. These are the very areas that are our biggest growth opportunities. It's so crazy to me because since beginning coaching two years ago, I feel like I've grown more in those two years than in the past 10 years combined. I have such a desire to take it to the next level in so many different areas for myself. Had I have just sat and justified all my behaviors, I would have stayed put and continued to do the same patterns, justifying, consuming, creating the same exact results, right? It becomes a problem when you feel like you're meant for more. So you have this desire to be better or do something different with your life, but you feel kind of stuck. You can't figure out why. These are the small areas where you're numbing your life, okay? These are the ones that are also going to be the biggest improvements in your life. When you take even a small step in one of these areas, it has the ability to change so many different areas of your life. So the other day I was reading the New Testament, which sounds so crazy actually to say out loud because I've never been such a huge scripture reader. I do like reading and I did like the stories, but it never really hit me. I never really quite applied them to my life the way I'm doing now. But my desire for spirituality has increased so much in these last couple of months because of all the ways I'm applying it to my life that it's just, which is also so funny because that's what I've always been taught, like apply the scriptures to your life and it will be life-changing. But I never understood it until now, which also proves my point that everyone's on their own faith journey. But anyway, that's for another topic. Anyway, so I'm reading about Jesus's life and I get to the part where Judas betrays Jesus. He turned him in basically for 30 coins. So my brain can't help be like, really, dude, you needed 30 coins more than you needed Jesus. And you obviously didn't think that one through because when he told you all the things for eternal life, you just betrayed him and got instant damnation. I mean, that seems like a no brainer to me. But then I turned my coach brain on, of course, and I asked myself, where am I choosing 30 coins over choosing Jesus? And the list was seriously endless. And it actually blew my mind. Our brains can think this and go straight to shame. But um, I did not obviously do that. I don't allow shame in my life anymore. And instead, I went to compassion, compassion for myself and even compassion for Judas. I felt him on so many levels. It always seems like a good idea at the time, right, Judas? And then I truly started to understand the atonement a step further. I used to hear the word sin and think of like huge mistakes, right? I can always justify the little ones in my head. That's just part of being a human, I've always told myself. But in all actuality, it wasn't until I read that part of the Bible that I realized the little sins, the small ones, are the ones that make up our big decisions in life. So Judas probably wouldn't have done that had he have not done that in so many other areas of his life. He wasn't fully committed. Obviously, Jesus knew that when he told him ahead of time you were going to do this. I mean, that would have been a big, like, no, I actually am not, and then probably don't do it. <laughs> but it's the same thing for us, where he's like, yeah, you're going to sin. And you're like, no, I'm going to make my way back. I got it together. No, no, you don't. Anyway, I realize that these little sins are the ones that actually stop our progression. These little times that we consume are the ones where we stop 
ourselves from growing. Sometimes consuming can actually look like something positive. So for example, for years I was would like read and gather information, tons of information about um, self-progression and coaching and all these things, but I never took action on the things I was learning. I was binge listening to coaching, but not actually coaching myself. I was consuming tons and tons of information. See how sneaky that is? Like, it sounds good. It sounds like, oh, all of this knowledge I'm gaining, I'm doing something. But knowledge means nothing if you don't do anything with it. For example, social media consumption. I use this as a huge buffer when I'm drowning out the noise. The problem is anytime you can use something as a buffer, the urge and the desire to use it again increases more every single time. So basically your brain gets a dopamine hit that says, do that when you feel this emotion. And so naturally you just do and it becomes habitual. So I have a habit now of grabbing my phone and it's so intense. The other day I was driving to pick my son up in the next city over and I had this idea that I wanted to sit in the car in silence. Three times my brain reached to grab my phone just out of habit and I caught myself and was like, what the heck is your problem? What are you doing? So I challenge you to to walk around today and just notice all the things that you consume and a lot of them out of habit. I walk by my pantry every single day and I grab a handful of cashews. I'm not hungry. I've just done it so much that that's just what happens. And in my brain, the second I do it, I tell myself I'm eating a snack. Like that's my justifying. I'm not hungry, but I need this because it's snack time, right? So once you like identify all these areas that you're consuming in your life, naturally your brain's going to be like, well, shoot, I kind of want to stop this. When you truly want to change parts of your life, you'll know it's the right time to change them when you are feeling peace. You're not in a hurry. You don't think you will be better or more worthy when you do it. You simply just have a desire to grow. I always know it's the right time for me when I'm excited about what I'm going to learn. So and how this will like open up opportunities in my life. That's how you know it's the right time. So if you're feeling shame, obligation, fear, or doing it from a thought that you're worthless, that it's not going to get any better for you unless you do this, that's not where you should begin. We cannot beat ourselves better. Although our brain thinks we can, this is what we typically do before we start diets, before we start goals, is that we beat ourselves up. You're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You're not any of these things. And then we wonder why we can't ever stick to our goals. So start with just dropping the shame and the negative self-talk in general. Once you understand that you truly could continue this habit or this consuming for the rest of your life and you would still be okay, like you would still be worthy um, or enough, that's when you know it's a good time to start. You don't need to change to be any better as a human but you want to change because you're excited about the opportunities to grow. You want to grow as a human, not I need this. And then just get really curious about the possibilities. Like, I wonder what my life will be like without this. Do I want to be a person that does this? Do I feel like this serves me in some way? Those are great questions to ask yourself to kind of loosen up the intensity in your brain of needing to be a certain way. So just start getting curious with it. Curiosity counteracts judgment. So then simply just start noticing your brain, start noticing what you're thinking. Whenever you do partake in whatever you're consuming, look at it and get curious with it. Like, oh, look, I want to grab my phone. I did grab my phone. What am I thinking right now? Why do I feel the need to look at my phone right now? 
Start to just question why you're doing what you're doing. You'll get to a point where you will start to ask yourself, do I want to be doing this? This is the awareness part. And once you get to the awareness part, you'll start to see all the different areas that you are actually consuming this exact same thing, all the different areas in your life, whether it's, you know, with your body, with your relationships, with your job, whatever it is, you'll just notice that you are actually applying the same consuming, whatever it is, to different areas. And it's kind of fascinating, honestly. But once you start having the awareness of it, now you will start to grow as a human. Once you start noticing these different areas, that's when you get excited about change. And make sure you start with the small stuff. Like don't go after the big areas that you feel the most guilt about. Those ones can wait. Once you start noticing the small stuff, it kind of makes you excited. It's like a chain reaction in your life where you want to find all the other areas that you're doing it. Another important thing I like to point out is to start with one at a time. So you might notice like you're consuming in different areas of your life, but stick to one specific area. And the reason I say this is because having one goal requires your brain to focus on that one thing. This can build the awareness easier and always allows you to truly gain the knowledge around just this one area. When it comes to goal setting, I like to start with the result you're trying to create. So if you have all the different goals, your focus is not going to be on that one result. What is the result that you do want to get from stopping this behavior? What person will I become from stopping this behavior? Those are some great questions to also ask. Okay, so when I talk about consumption slowing your growth, it's not so much the thing that we are actually consuming. So it's not the social media, the overworking, the Netflix, the sugar, whatever it is. It's not so much that that vice is bad, but rather it's what would your future self be or how would you be different without it? Okay, so how is that one thing stopping you from becoming the person you want to be? So in the LDS church, so many times we focus on the actual behavior itself being right or wrong. And this is where I have a hard time. And and this is also what kind of kept me from being active for 15 years. So much about what you're doing is the focus, but It's more so, how is this affecting your growth spiritually, mentally, and physically? If I'm consuming in this area, where am I missing out in other areas? And this is kind of how I teach my kids, too, with some of the choices that they make. It's like, it's not so much that it's bad, because a lot of times they don't view it as bad. So I don't ever like to say, are you choosing the right? Like, I actually despise that verbiage, that sentence. Um, It's more so, is this choice aligning with yourself spiritually and your future self? Those are the questions that I ask my kids when I'm parenting them. A lot of times when they put it or see it from that point of view, it's like, no, it actually isn't. Okay, so do you want to be doing that choice? It's more of just looking at the consequence of the choice versus focusing so much on the choice itself. And and I don't like to do it from a place of fear either. Like if you make this choice, it's going to lead you down this road. It's more so is your road you're actually on and wanting to be on and your future self and all your desires and dreams is that one thing on that road, okay? Get um, really specific about it because anytime that you're saying this is going to lead to destruction, it's coming from a place of fear and parenting from fear is coming from a place of I need this to fix, Um, it's worry, it's unnecessary basically. Okay, back to consuming. So the process of quitting these consumption, the goals that we have in quitting is so cool, specifically if you're someone who feels a little stuck in your life. So 
If you're someone that's not sure where to go, every day kind of feels like Groundhog's Day, you don't feel like you have a big purpose, you're kind of just there. Okay, this is how I felt for so many years as a stay-at-home mom. So doing this work and making these small changes, it actually opened up doors and areas I never even knew existed. So this is the part where your life gets really good. So a lot of times when we are consuming, we'll have negative thoughts around it. By negative, I mean if we are just justifying our behaviors or we feel the need to justify it, it's typically stemming from a thought that somehow we shouldn't be doing whatever it is we're doing. People that don't justify their behavior, they just do and they're okay with it. That's the difference between consuming and buffering versus not. So naturally, as humans, we resist these emotions. That That's why we basically are consuming in the first place. We're covering up these negative emotions. And then when we do that, our focus becomes on outside things versus internal things within ourselves. We don't like to be in our own brain. We don't like to be with ourselves. And sometimes we can even focus on other people's behaviors. And that's when we can become super judgmental of them, which is so interesting because I heard growing up, oh, Mormons are so judgmental. They're so judgmental. And after doing all of this work, I realized it's because they are judging themselves so harshly. It's that all or nothing um, type of thinking that I've talked about. This is what I coach women on all the time is we judge ourselves so harshly, so then we're going to judge others. That's when we become outside of ourselves. We don't like to feel the negative emotions we feel about ourselves, so then we're going to go look at other people and judge them. So anytime that we do this, we detach from our own behaviors and our own desires in our life. Our brain then goes back and forth between wanting to be different, but also arguing that whatever it is we're doing is just fine. It's not a big deal. This is what keeps us in bad habits Um, And doing the same type of thinking with no growth or progression. So in the moment, consuming actually feels amazing. It's a desire. It's an urge. And when we give in to that urge, we basically are like feeding it. When you give in to the urge, the feeling is relief. It's like satisfaction, right? Think of like being on a diet and then all of a sudden eating a donut. It's like, thank you. And you're totally okay with quitting, right? That's what it feels like. When we withhold from it, all the alarms go off in our brain that something's wrong. It's like, uh uh-oh, this is intense. It intensifies that urge, right? Your patterns are getting hijacked and things are out of control. So I promise you, growth feels so much better in the long run than consumption does. Once you make that commitment to yourself and start living and being as your future self, that's when life goes from good to great. If you're ready to drop the all or nothing in your life, then I would be honored to be your life coach. Head over to themodernmormon.com to start your journey in becoming the confident, authentic, and best version of you.